Have you ever heard someone say, there's no such thing as a dumb question? Well, why he would agree with that statement, Chris does believe that while there are no dumb questions, there are better questions. There are helpful questions and unhelpful questions, right? For instance, if indeed my goal is to help you develop your own thinking and understanding and seeing those strengths in you, if I ask a yes-no question or one that you can ask with yet answer with yes or no, it's because I'm doing all the thinking. I have to set up the whole scenario, da-da-da-da, isn't that so? Right? You're not thinking, it's me thinking, not you thinking. But if I ask you a question that has things around, well, how is that affected? What do you think is important about fishing? You're doing all the thinking. And it's when someone takes on the thinking that powerful shifts can take place. We're talking about helping others figure out how to fish. That's next. This is the Ripple Leader Podcast. The Ripple Leader Podcast, exploring powerful leadership from the inside out with your hosts, Chris Hutchinson and Josh Schuler. In this episode of the podcast, we want to look at the last practice of this principle of leading others, which is people discover their best self through being respected by a leader. This one is how help them figure out how to fish. Mm-hmm. Now, is this... It sounds like the proverbial teach someone how to fish. Is mm-hmm. that what this is or it, is it something It's more? similar. I, I kind of think it's an upgrade. Okay. Yeah, and the way I see it as an upgrade is um, am I teaching you or helping you figure out how to learn something? So if I teach you, that means I sit down and say, okay, here's what a deal looks like and here's the string and do this. And it's going to build a reliance, really, as I see it on you to know I'm the teacher and you're going to receive it. And so... Instead, if I, if I I'll in fact, let you struggle a little bit, I don't know. How would you get that bait out to there? And how are you going to get it back? And what do you have in the box over here that's going to make a difference? And I'm going a little, stretching a little bit. If you figure out all those things, then uh, you say, hey, I want to learn how to hunt. I'd say, you know, well, what do you think? And you now have some skills and confidence of figuring things out to be able to then go figure out how to hunt versus saying, teach me how to hunt. Teach me how to do this. Teach me how to do that. So it's, it's trying to, I'm actually trying to help you think better rather than inject information into you. Gotcha. I know that you focus a lot in this chapter, this practice about the types of questions people ask. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people will say there's, there's not a, never a dumb question. Yes. But what I'm reading from this is that, but no, there's not dumb questions, but there are better questions. There are helpful questions there are helpful and unhelpful questions. questions right. Okay. For instance, if indeed my goal is to help you develop your own thinking and understanding and seeing those strengths in you if I ask a yes no question or one that you can ask with yet answer with yes or no it's because I'm doing all the thinking I have to set up the whole scenario da, 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 da. isn't that so right you're not thinking it's me thinking not you thinking but if I ask you a question that has things around well how is that affected what do you think is important about fishing you're doing all the thinking and, and so there is a really powerful thing with questions that it can be very subtle. Uh, who and why questions can feel like blame. They can feel like, well, who's, who's responsible for that? You know, well, you better know, right? Or why did that go wrong? If you don't have a strong relationship to begin with, can feel like, oh, I'm on the hook here. You know, like I need to tell you what the, what the problem was and, and how I was responsible for that. Instead of exploring, what sort of things do you think went wrong here? How could we do it better next time? I mean, you can see the energies is totally different when I'm trying to help you explore your thinking and I'm not trying to put you in a place where you're right or you're wrong. What are some practical places that you can use those questions or that you've seen, even, even results that people have seen as asking 
better questions, different questions. Yeah. Well, I, I think it, it's almost ubiquitous. It's like everywhere. So I think about at least a leadership role that I play as a dad. So I definitely see that with my kids. If I'm talking to them, talking with them, and we're trying to find out about something, and, and I say, did your day go well today? Did you have fun? Um, like your teacher? You know, a lot of times people will answer those yes, no questions. Let's see. Do I like my teacher? I like my teacher 1% of the time. I hate her 99% of the time. Dad wants to hear yes. I'm not being untruthful when I say yes, even though it's 1% of the time. Yes, Dad. I like my teacher. Oh, great. And I'm thinking, Chris, an answer. If instead I say something like, so how much do you like your teacher? It's really hard to say, yes, Dad, I like my teacher. <laughs> it's, it's easier to say, well, most of the time. Well, what, what's, what's most of the time? What are the times that you do like her? What are the times you don't? What do you think you have as, uh, what can you do about that? So again, those what and how questions I think are super powerful because they, they help us um, interact at a deeper level and be more truthful mm. without feeling like I'm being, because uh, you know, when I say, well, what are the important factors here? If I have a list of 10 things and you have to repeat them back to me, okay, that's something else. But normally I'm asking you to really provide me your thoughts, not, did you get it? Did you get it? Oh, yep, correct. Good, good for you. So with this focus on asking better questions, I mean, is that it? Is that when you're trying to help people figure out to fish, is it asking just better questions? Is there something beyond good questions? Well, I, I think I think it's even supporting them in making mistakes. I mean, this is a, a shadow or a reflection maybe, echo probably would be best, of that taking risk and being resilient. If I ask you questions and I create a space where you're going to be able to take risks, so you say, yeah, here's what I think we should do next. Okay, great. Uh, what help do you need for me to do that? And how can I support you in that? And so now I've shifted from just understanding to doing that. And at least for my kids, when I'm working with them, I'm really trying to get them to not only own the thinking, but also own the, the challenge. I could even ask a little further. Like, uh, it is a question, but I'm trying to get them into action. What do you think could trip you up? What do you need to worry about? How do you think it's going to go? How will you know? And then once, and I said, so when should we get together again? So you can see I'm, I'm using the questions to go from thinking to action, and now we're in a commitment phase without saying, well, when are you going to get that done? You know, are you going to get that done by Friday? Okay, great. You know, maybe it'll happen Friday, maybe not. But if I'm asking, so how committed are you to getting this done by the end of the week since we have to do this thing on Saturday morning? So I, I think you can shift in that, and it's not only getting the thinking, but also the commitment. So as with other practices, you know, there's usually this continuum, right? Where there's Definitely. too much, not enough, and then that magical Goldilocks spot. Yep. As you think about helping people figure out to fish, where where's the spectrum? What should we look out for? Yeah, so so the on the on the low end where you're not you're not really doing that at all, you know, I'm going to give you the right answer and you better just be listening. You know, that's not asking the right, you know, the classic one is don't you agree, or is there something you don't understand? <laughs> that's a question. I just asked you. A qu you told me no questions are bad, and that's a very unhelpful question because it says I'm right, and hopefully you, you'll be thinking that I'm right too. Yeah. On the far end of that, I've actually had some uh, CEOs, one in particular who I, I remember talking to, and his team talked about after they went in with an idea, they would crawl out beaten and bloody. This is their language. And I was, well, what does that mean? You know what? And, and they would say, well, it's, it's not 20 questions, it's not 30 questions, it's 90 questions. 
And so asking so many questions about, you know, exploring somebody's thinking and, and maybe some of those weren't exploring. They were like, well, haven't you tried? Aren't you going to consider? You know, you can tell how that's my thinking imposed on you. People felt they were never good enough. They weren't able to have a good enough idea. And when I fed that back to the leader at one point, hearing it, said, did you, how much did you know this was taking place? They were a bit shocked and said, you know, I show I'm caring through asking questions. Yet too many has people think they're inadequate. So we talked about he basically committed to, I'll ask a third of the questions that I want to. And it shifted the energy completely to something where he was asking questions to explore others' thinking, helping get their commitment, and then he'd commit to support that. And people felt like he was adding value, not taking it away from him. So it feels like for the person asking the question, yes, thinking about the posture and how they're asking the question. Yep. Right? So it's, it's not... It goes back to the mission first. Are we asking it for the mission or for my personal edification or to feel smart? Right? That's at the bottom of the stack. What does this other person really need to understand? Others second. Mm-hmm. And then I'm last. I mean, my need should not enter into asking the questions. It should be I'm here to support the other person to the mission. Right. The question is a tool yep. to get the information that we need so that we can go forward together. Yes, and ultimately I'm trying to empower, really empower the other person, which we're shifting to from how I respect you to how I empower you, which is right here in this question space. And that empowerment is so important. On our next episode, we'll take a look at what may be going on under the hood when you as a leader get the sense that your team can't keep pace with you. When that happens, you need to meet them at eye level. For more about Ripple and Ripple Leadership, visit us online at rippleleader.com. You can order your copy of Ripple and gain access to other valuable resources. If you're on Twitter, follow and interact with Chris at at rippleleader. And the Ripple Leader podcast is brought to you by the great folks at the Trebuchet Group. Trebuchet Group, a group of consultants that believe their success is a byproduct of the success they help others create. And you can learn more about the work of the Trebuchet Group at trebuchetgroup.com. I want to thank you for listening. And until next time, as always, go out, and make some ripples.